Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number 18. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to talk about the episode titled... The story of Lucy and Jane. Jesse. Jesse. I was thinking about Jesse James. <laughs> nice. That's funny. The story of Lucy and Jesse. And Stephanie, I, we cannot think for the life of us of who, who Jesse, Jesse is. Yeah. I I just can't remember. Anyway, so Lucy was who? Lucy was the was Carlos's new VP? Yes. Yes. Right. Whom he had dated. Yes. In a prior before. life. Yes. All right, well, we're going to talk about this. So let's go ahead. And Carlos basically got Bradley's job. We learned right off the bat. At the funeral, no less. Yes. C- Gabby was not excited about going to this funeral. She was very upset. You could tell. Black's not her color. And she went there. And this this just goes to show you. Sometimes you just got to go and take what life gives you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I... And, uh, Occasionally, you're going to have to do things in life that just you just don't want to do. But you, if you don't follow through and do the things that really you need to do, who knows what you might miss out on in life. Yeah. And so this is a good example of that. And obviously, she goes, and she's very happy that she went because she finds out that Carlos is going to get the entire compensation package that Bradley had. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Did you find out who Jesse is? Jesse was the school teacher. Jesse was the school teacher. Yeah, oh, okay. Played by, um, is it Swoozie Kurtz? Okay. Yeah, who was coming on to Susan. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So that's who I had thought that it was, but I don't remember them calling her Jesse. I, I, I yeah, don't remember I don't Susan remember calling that either. her by name. But anyway, I could have just missed it. So yeah, I loved the whole, um, you know, black's not her color, the way they opened the episode talking about Gabby. And then at the funeral, he gets Bradley's job, which was just hilarious. Right. Now, Carlos. And Gabby and Lynette were all kind of intermingled into one huge, gigantic, long story. They were. Through this entire episode. So the notes as I have them is, first of all, Lynette asked Gabby to put in a few good words for the marketing position, which, and and I love how Gabby pretty much tells her how it is. You know, it's yeah. like, listen, you're putting me in an awkward situation here. And honestly, I, if I can I just say that between the two of them, Gabby in this conversation was dead on. Absolutely, she was. I, this was no different than Bree giving her twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, her, her asking for a job from her friend's husband. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because here's the deal: um, she didn't know how well Lynette right. did at her job. Just because they have known each other doesn't know how she does professionally. And, and stuff like that. So she, she's asking, She it, it is a risk. Mm-hmm. You know, she is a risk. Yes, she is. Um, and, and not only that, but the thing is, is that uh, I, one of the things that I liked about Gabby in this is she was honest. She told it how it was. And, and, and we need to be more transparent in our conversations. Absolutely. I love the shrugs. 
Yes. <laughs> when she was just, it was funny. I've been watching a show on, on Fox called Lie to Me. Yeah. And it's all about reading people's body language and their facial expressions. And it, it was just, so it was just funny. Yep. And so obviously Lynette was picking up on the body yeah. language. Okay. Okay. I'm out. Four shrugs. I get it. Which, you know, be mad. Be mad if you want. Gabby did the right thing. She said the right thing and she stood her ground. And up to that Absolutely. point, I was like, go Gabby. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then she took a turn for the Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> then she took a turn for the Gabby. All right. So Carlos has a new VP, Lucy Blackburn, his ex-girlfriend. I was still on board with with Gabby saying, I'm not on board with this. You yeah. can't. Didn't you used to, you know, date her? And um, so I was, I was, again, she was totally right yeah. until they opened the door. And then she started judging her by now her looks. Exactly. Oh, so she was all she was right until she opened the door. Yes, she should have been still right. She should after have. the opening the door. No, I, th- I yeah, absolutely. No, no, I'm I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm, okay, I'm saying Gabby was right in not wanting these two to work together. Yes. before and after she opened the door, but after she opened the door, her reasons changed. Yeah, and she became okay with it when she, she shouldn't have. Yes. Until, Until she found out that that this Carlos woman found has always the confidence been, as uh, what did he did say? He, he said something. Uh, I've got it written said down something here. Something about her confidence being uh, attractive or seductive. seductive. He used the word seductive. He did. You don't use the word seductive about another woman yeah. in front of your wife. I mean, come on. Yeah. And then she comes in and pats him on the shoulder. Something about taking something that's not yours. Or yeah, know, and and she's like, go ahead and sizzle me. Yeah. Um, and she points his butt in his face. Oh, the, so I mean, Gabby was Gabby was right on. These two should not be working together for a whole slew of reasons. Yeah. Um. But I didn't like the way that J- Gabby judged her by. No, by but her looks, but I so. can I just say I'm. I think is she it wrong that, that we a, laughed as hard as we did about the the fun the, the airport. The, the, well, that oh. she says. Well, what she say? Obviously, she, obviously, she stopped counting calories since the last time you saw her. He says no. <laughs> she's always been the big, and and she's he said something. She said something. He else. said he says, she's always looked that way. She's always looked like that that way. And she said something else, and she goes, "So she's not going to be on a runway." She says, "Except <laughs> maybe an airport." Yeah, that was mean. That was mean. But we both laughed. We did. Why did we laugh at that? We're both overweight people. That's, That's why. Not, is that why? I think so. Okay. I do. Anyway, I just, it's like, why am I laughing at this? This isn't funny, but it was. <laughs> but it, oh, gosh. I know. It's one of those things. Where so Lynette's can't. interviewing for a job. Am I the only person who thought for a few moments that she was interviewing for Carlos's v, uh, marketing position? I think so. Okay. So I was yeah, the only person I, yeah, that I was. Yeah, I didn't a- think so. I didn't think that. Okay. I think that once um, Gabby told her no, that. That she knew she needed to find another job. and But see, the thing is, is that at that moment, we, because we didn't see that until after Gabby says, I, you know, I know somebody would be great for marketing. And then we went to that scene. Oh, did we? I thought so. I oh, could okay. be wrong. Unfortunately, I don't take my notes in chronological order. I take them in order of the storylines. Story yeah. So I could be wrong. But I felt like in my mind, I remember seeing it. In such a way, and I could be wrong, but I remember them. She's like doing the whole sizzle thing, and she goes, "Let me tell you about somebody I think would be great for your marketing." And then we went to the next scene where oh, okay. there was the the interview. Okay, and so 
I could be wrong, but I was thinking through that whole scene that the, that she was interviewing. It's like she's she can't even catch a break at Carlos's place where you know whatever. And so it was the whole age thing. And then oh my gosh, she she's like, listen, you know, you got to let off the age thing. He goes, you don't understand. I'm going to shoot straight with you. We need somebody for this anti aging wrinkle cream. <laughs> I'm 54. I'm 54. And she she was so upset because he all he said was, you look great for your age. Not yeah. even a gasp. Yeah. And she's 43. That was hilarious. Oh, wow. Did that hurt? Yeah. But she got a job, $80,000. And then Gabby comes over to congratulate her because she got the job, which again plays into my whole thinking everything okay. here is that, you know, hey, you got yeah. the job. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then we find out, then for me, the realization kicks in. Really? That, yeah, that's when the okay. realization kicked in that, okay, so this wasn't Carlos's place that he, she was interviewing okay. for? But her job for Carlos's place is marketing their business and their company and what they want. And so they wouldn't be selling anti, anti-age yeah, cream Yeah, Cliff for, doesn't put so, two and two okay, together all the okay. time. So. Yeah, not so much for me. Okay. Yeah. But, All right. but now that you say that, it makes perfect sense. Okay. If I were to go back and I'm like, duh, where's Cliff coming from? <laughs> so let's just you were, move. You were multitasking while you were on the couch. You you didn't have your whole attention on the episode, did you? Yeah. During this, I was taking notes. Okay. Copious notes, in fact. Well I, well, I thought you were. <coughs> no. I was done with this casual calendar. Teetering back and forth between something no, else. No. Not okay. at all. All right. All right. So $80,000. And then Gabby comes over, of course, to congratulate her. And... um. Do, 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 do. What was I going to say? We're oh, going to match it. Yeah. She says, and Gabby says, no, you can't. Carla, I got you this job. You can't not take this job. She goes, well, I'll tell you what. You're going to have to match what they said, you know, their pay. Yeah. And she says $100,000. I love goes, later on when Gabby comes back over. After Lynette's been to work her first day, um, they really, really like her. And um, Carlos and, and uh, Lucy really like Lynette. They work well together. They really liked her idea. She comes home from work and Gabby's sitting on her porch with some yes, tea. Yes, waiting it for her to come cocoa, home. Something. I don't know, anyway, something like that. Sitting on her, sitting on her she front porch. She needs a full-time mom nice, mug. She does. We should send her one. So, um, it was it was that whole interaction was, was funny. I've played poker with you for nine years. I know when you're bluffing. I know when you're bluffing. Yeah. Um, and I love it. She goes, do I still get my salary? She <laughs> goes, we will, you, will you still be my spy? <laughs> yeah. Although in my notes, I noticed that I said, will you still be my sky? Which was funny. Yeah. Why is that funny? When I read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, that that's the whole story there. Very funny story. It was. Last night's episode was very funny. What do you think about Lynette agreeing to be a spy, though? Not a good situation. Not a good situation to put herself I in. I see some very bad things yeah. happening in the future here. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what else? Um, and then with Gabby. What, Can I just Lynette say- getting the job. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it was wrong for her to ask for it. Right. I don't see anything wrong with her getting the job. Yeah. So, so nothing there. But certainly this is going to put a damper on the relationship between Gabby and Lynette. And also, this is going to be weird for Carlos in the future because now everything he does or says is going to be under scrutiny, yeah. no matter how faithful he is to his wife. Absolutely, but um, I, I agree with I agree with all of that. But can I just say how um, absolutely excited I am that we have a sightseeing Carlos back who has shaved that big bushy beard and is now you know a major player and in 
it's like he's got his power back. Yeah, There's, but I hope he doesn't get back into his oh, greed yeah, and all no, that other I, stuff. I, absolutely. I don't I want to I still want to see the changed character of of who he is as a man, but um but I like that he's back at this I don't know. It's just Yeah. There was well, an essence about him that that made him um I don't know, more attractive than Right. Well, I all I can say is all I, the only thing I see in the future for Carlos is disaster. Oh, absolutely. There is absolutely no way that he can have a uh, a, a non emotional relationship with with, Lucy, with, with Lucy, Lucy as his vice president. Yep. Somebody that he's had previous relationships with and used to live together. They've gone to part or to they've gone to uh, St. Bart's together. Which we've been to St. Bart's. Yes, we have. And uh, in fact, in St. Bart's, we rented a motor scooter <sighs> and explored the entire French island and the nude beaches. <laughs> <laughs> Some were better than others. <laughs> but <laughs> we only say that because that's the only kind of beaches they had at St. Bart's. It were is. Nude, were nude beaches. All, only topless, though. Yes. Topless. topless. Stephanie wore her top, though. I did. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, but I'm not, not everybody did. <laughs> not everybody did, including this really old lady. And we won't <laughs> go there because now I'm starting to feel my breakfast come up. Ouch! <laughs> Just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> Stephanie, come on. That was mean. That was mean. Anyway, <laughs> so Stephanie. Yes. Um, what was I saying? I have no idea. Oh, nothing but disaster. Ahead nothing for, for Carlos. Yeah, nothing for disaster for Carlos. I, this is this is going to turn out bad. There is nothing good that can come out of him yeah. hiring her. Yeah, and 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 obviously Gabby's a little concerned now, and thus she should be. She should be. He would have been much better off helping blind people at the community center, probably. Although I don't know how they would have paid the mortgage. No, but she's got some really nice hair now that he's making money again. Yeah, her hair was looking really good last night. I didn't pay attention, but oh, I you think you're have. right. Now that I make, now that you say that, you should have. All right, so Edie checking up on Dave went Good to the girl. records place. Yeah, absolutely. Go Edie. Uh, we're very glad to see you finally catching on to some stuff here. I love how you spelled Edie different every time you type it. <laughs> it's Eddie. And none of them are. <laughs> I like. I spelled it Eddie. E D D I E. Nice. And then you spelled it E D D Y. Nice. Which still is Eddie. I think it's just. E D I E. I have E-D. no. It doesn't matter. But does anyway, it, it was. It's, <laughs> it's different every time you've typed it in. Phonetically, here. it looks okay for me. Okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. Hooked on phonics that, worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not. I love that. Um, I love that she's checking up on him. Um, I think that it's gonna put. I don't know. Does she love him enough to be able to handle his truth or? May I think so, except for the fact that his entire relationship with her seems to be a lie mm-hmm. and is all about revenge. Yeah. So, but does she love him? Very, very possibly. Right. And, and I would say probable that she loves him. And the whole situation when she asked him about a little girl and then Dave told, didn't tell about his girl, but told about a friend Friends, who had a girl. Yeah. She obviously knew and she saw the pain. And I think that that maybe, you know, concerned her. But at the same time, he's like, she understands that this guy is a guy who has a lot of pain, and maybe there's a reason why he hasn't talked a lot about right. this. But at the same time, the fact that it's a lie about his last name yeah. and stuff, that, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, think so. I, I think don't think there's going to be, I think she's going to be more upset, angry, 
and and love her love for him is not going to be as much of a emotional terror. Now I think now, it would have been I agree mo- with you. That that's that's what I was thinking. I just wanted to know what you I I would think that if if she didn't suspect that he was lying about his name about everything about everything but just lying about the situation about the fact that he had a wife and a daughter and she found out another way outside of knowing his last name was different then yeah I would I would say the other way and I wish they would have played it that way yeah because then it would have been a neat thing for her to be upset and shocked in in the end whatever the outcome may be and then you know find out you know and then Whatever. All right. Sorry, we had a little minor distraction behind my shoulder. No, you're right. Um, so anyway, Edie, okay. Edie and Dave, or Eddie and Dave, whatever you want to say there. <laughs> what do you think about the camping trip? Uh, Catherine was going to really bail. I thought that it was going to happen this week. I'm glad. It, I'm glad that it seems like they're going to devote but an entire episode to it. Though. I know. I'm glad that we had a little comic relief before what seems to be will be quite a bit of comic relief. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I laughed out Which loud many times last we did. night. We had to pause several times because we were still laughing out loud. And, well, we paused because I needed to write down some quotes in my copious notes. Well, I paused several times just to laugh. Okay. It, it was it was funny. Yeah. It was funny. It was. But um, We obviously did not watch an HD last night. No, we didn't. No, we did not. But that's um, okay. I'm kind of glad we didn't, though. Yeah. Because we have such great notes. Yes. But... um. Yeah, I was glad for the comic relief before going into what seems to be a series of very tense and and stressful Desperate Housewives shows. Yeah. So the camping trip, uh, Catherine bailed. Dave visited Catherine. I love how she, excuse me, how he totally and manipulated her. And that is not a spoiler. Her. That is my speculation. I just think that I need to point that out before oh, I get okay. an email saying that I spoiled an episode. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't take it as that. Okay. So he totally manipulated her. He's like, wait, no, if he ever lost you, he, it would destroy him. Yeah. He doesn't know that. Well, that's that's what he's going on. So I know, but he doesn't know that. No. Bree saw Susan and Gabby. Let's see here. Susan. Oh, okay. This is the Over missing the candy, candy dish. Yeah. Juanita. Oh, my poor gosh. That poor girl. little girl. Yeah. Oh, man. Orson, you're your... I, I well, do not no, like... I was really mad at Bree that she would cover for him in a way to let the child take a punishment. Yeah. She, you know? Little and Juanita was getting When my bread. kids stole, I put them to bed with no dinner. I mean, that's not, that's not just stabbing the little girl in the back. That's twisting the knife. Yeah. It's like, it's listen, in. you put the knife there. Yeah. Seriously, that Brie. Was, Brie. You know what? Brie lost a lot of points with me with that scene. Because Orson has become this man who's not even respectable. Yeah. And I get that she, I get that he's The little girl did not steal. And, no. And it's ridiculous that she didn't come up and say so. Yeah. I, I really, I really wanted more from that scene from Brie. Yeah. I did. But she's all about appearances and I should have expected it. Blah, 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 blah. I, I, it but doesn't somebody matter. somebody needs to send Orson's butt back to jail. Little Juanita, though, being blamed for this, this was this was too much. It was. And it wasn't just the candy dish. Yeah. Because then later on, it's the little Mexican thing. That's, off of yeah. Well, that's what we're talking porch. about. Right. No, I was just... Okay. Oh, okay. Just making sure that everyone caught that transition from the candy dish to well, the Well, anybody who saw the episode. Figurine. <laughs> So anyway, so, what, the, and of course that that brings us further back in the notes where we were talking about uh, the fact that she that Orson had been stealing things, 
and Bree's returning everything, which I think was hilarious. Was absolutely And hilarious. I'm glad that it backfired on her, but poor Juanita. Poor girl. And then she catches him in the act, leaving um, yes. Bob and Lee's house with a, a gypsy mug with Bernadette Peters on it. Exactly. And then they go to counseling, and then Orson shares, after Bree has left the room, it's something that she can't control, and I love it. Well, that doesn't make it right. It doesn't. No, no. If you're not happy in your marriage, fix your marriage. Don't start stealing. Yeah. So and last time we saw Bree and her husband in counseling together was her and Rex. Yeah. And or last time I did. I don't know if we've, if she's been married a couple times in previous seasons between no, just Rex two and Orson. And five. So just Rex and Orson. Okay. So the last time she went, they went to counseling. Bree got it all set out, and she goes, "You don't need me. You need to work on it." And and you know obviously Bree has some issues she that, that she's brought into this relationship and it is very much a couple's situation. It's not just him, although you know you can't blame her for his own personal actions, right? How he's responding, but obviously they do need some couples counseling. I I agree with you that they do. Um, that Bree thinks that she is is untouchable and and perfect. Um, although she knows that she's not. Yeah, she doesn't believe that she is, but yeah. she sure does need to keep that appearance up. She does. And and she needs to lie to herself about it. She does. And so that is bringing a lot of issues into her marriage. But right now, um, Orson being envious of her success and dealing with all of these things from coming out of prison, he needs to deal with also. So, I mean... You can't put all of it on Brie because a lot of that is just he is not adjusting well to her being successful now and him not. Right. You know, when he went to jail, her life went on. Exactly. That's all. All right. So anyway, uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Card ga- oh, t- Susan teaching. No one's going to see this meaningless chicken scratch as adorable. So basically, Susan's trying to get a little bit more creative and do something fun with the kids because these kids are like not la- allowed to be kids anymore. I know. And uh, can I just say twenty two thousand dollars a year for tuition for elementary school is ridiculous. Yeah. OK, thank you. Yeah, that's all. I just wanted to say that out loud. Can I say eleven thousand dollars? For yeah. elementary school is a little ridiculous. Can I just say that the taxes that we pay and the school fees and the supplies that we have to purchase, I think are ridiculous. So I can't imagine paying for tuition on top of all of that. Right. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway. Anyway. So now that we've gone off on that. No, seriously. Um, but no, I just I think that it is it is ridiculous when you. I don't know, because are they really getting a better education? I mean, what is so desirable about having your kids go to, and I'm only talking about this school in this show. I'm I'm not, obviously people choose different schools for different reasons, but, um, you know, we saw Susan and Mike fretting over getting their son into this school. And then when you take in, and look at it, okay, so a teacher's assistant and a plumber, are paying $22,000 a year to send their son 11, to this 000. school? 11 because it's half, right? Yes, because she's working because there. Because she's working there. You're right. So, but still. Which kind of, well, I understand the economy here, but couldn't you do something and make more than $11,000 than being a teacher's assistant? Probably. I, I'm thinking you could. You know, if you were creative, 
Yeah. You could certainly make more than $11,000 a year doing that. You would think. But maybe but, maybe so. she's getting paid to work there plus saving 11000 Maybe. And and maybe it's only part-time. I don't know. But I don't in, know. So I, I just am not getting the... Yeah, I don't know. I agree. But I don't live on Wisteria Lane. Well, obviously not, baby. <laughs> obviously not. All right, so the evaluation. The little girl was cute in this episode. The little episode. girl was I loved her. adorable. It was nice to know you, Miss Susan. It was nice <laughs> knowing you, Miss Susan. That was hilarious. So anyway, obviously the, the, the whole we know the whole scenario the, the whole scenario. We don't have to go through every single note here uh with this. The situation is last week we heard them say coming up next week on Desperate Housewives. Yeah. And as I kissed a girl and I liked it, blah, blah, blah. So we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. And it's like, not on Desperate Housewives 2 because we've just dealt with this on private and practice. We've dealt with it. Haven't we dealt with it on private practice? I think so, maybe. But yeah. Grays was the Grays is all the time and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know what? They handled it in such a way in this episode that I found it. Uh, a, a very heartwarming story. It was, and it was, and it, they they brought in a ton of humor. Ton of humor. Ton I of loved. Humor. I loved the car, conversation at the card game. Lee says, "Don't ask me." Aside from the occasional parade, gay men don't interact with lesbians in the wild. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. It was. And then uh, what was the Lynette says? Congratulations, you're now dating a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, that. Both of those lines pretty much made me laugh. But I like, I, I also, I liked Gabby and she's like, okay, was it like this Yeah. or was it like this? <laughs> and, and then, and then that, that's where the scene after the card game Yeah. and Lynette says, listen, I was wondering if you can do me a favor. And she goes, no, I only did that to, it's like, <laughs> that was funny. It uh, was. I mean, they did a really good job writing it and, and telling it in, in yeah. a funny way, but then got down to the real issue that that Jesse was lonely. Yeah. And and yeah. just she was But the more comic relief before we got into that was um Obviously you worried about there being a lesbian inside of you trying to get out. I'm more worried about the lesbian that's outside of me trying to get in. Yeah. That was funny. That we was, had, that's one time we had to pause that, to, yeah. to laugh out loud. Yes. Um and then we went back and and you typed it up. Yeah. But um the school the the metaphors I appreciate I appreciate the beauty of the gazelle, but I'm more attracted. But I'd be more attracted to the rhino. That's right, and um, just the, the they were doing that in the classroom, and these kids are just sitting there, and they're like, "We're really close to not talking in metaphors anymore." Yeah, and um, but I did. I you know, there's a moment when you connect with with Jesse, and you know, she was desperate for human contact for someone to love her. Right. You know, and and you connect with that because we are all desiring to to have contact with someone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So. And and she sit there. I love Susan's line. She says, "Listen, love doesn't happen for everyone, but my friends are there for me no matter what, and that's what helps." To your friends hug. To your friends hug. <laughs> and I love that they're going to be friends and that I they can too. make it through this. Absolutely. Through this very awkward, through this very mis- huge misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And and I love that because too many times when somebody who is maybe a little uncomfortable with somebody who has a different um, lifestyle such as homosexuality and lesbianism or whatever you want to – the gay, bisexual, whatever – they have a very hard time yeah. with be, continuing to be friends with those people, and and there's there there's really no reason to be. 
I mean, it, they are they are human beings. They Absolutely. they they have feelings. They have they have passions that sometimes mimic our own passions. There's a lot that we share in common, and and you know, I don't know any friend that I have that is exactly like me in every way, and that believes everything I believe. And if they did, I'd probably hate them because exactly because you know I don't want right. yeah. It's like yeah, I'd rather nobody stick- wants to be exactly like someone else. Exactly. You know, because we all have flaws. We do. Yeah. Anyway, overall, I give this a five-star episode. This was a great episode. It was a five-star episode. So five funny. out of five. I give it the best rating that you can the give it. The old man. The old man talking about how how Edie was a pain in the butt so you could wait to send the facts until in the morning. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Sad that it's going it, to lead into the next storyline. But, um, or I assume, but funny. Right. So, oh, she's a pain in the butt. That can wait. Yeah. It was funny. Anyway, well, she, that's her fault for lying. She, she If yeah. she would have explained why she was being a pain in the butt and why she needed this information and he saw that information, <laughs> What's probably. What's she going to say? My husband's lied to me about his last name and I want to find out about his wife and daughter? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. You think that'll work? I think so should they're public record right yeah there you go well folks that's our episode we just want to let you know from this point forward we are recording the desperate housewives fan podcast on monday mornings not live in front of an internet audience but we decided to take it off of uh the evenings because uh, we were staying up too late we were staying up too late and uh close working on a balanced life and um trying to schedule things in a more efficient manner so that's why we're here, but uh, we are still going to be broadcasting about Desperate Housewives. We're not cutting it out, so uh, be glad for that, and we'll talk to you soon. You can always leave your thoughts and feelings about the episode over at gspn.tv slash forum. You can email us, feedback at gspn.tv, and also you can call us, and we would prefer that if you would like to call us anytime, day or night. Voicemail phone number, Stephanie, is... 859-795-4067. And until next time, join... join. The community. The community.